0: section five of autobiography of phineas pett by phineas pett this librivox recording is in the public domain section five autobiography of phineas pett part one i phineas pett being the son of mr peter pett at deptford strand in the county of kent one of her majesty's master shipwrights was born in my father's dwelling-house in the same town one All Saints' Day in the morning, being the first day of November in the year of our Lord, 1570, and was baptised the eighth of the same month and year aforesaid in the parish church of Deptford-Strand aforesaid. I was brought up in my father's house at Deptford-Strand until I was almost nine years of age, and then put out to a free school at Rochester in Kent to one Mr. Webb, with whom I boarded about one year, and afterward lay at Chatham Hill, in my father's lodging in the Queen's house, from whence I went every day to school, to Rochester, and came home at night for three years' space. Afterwards, by reason of my small profiting at this school, my father removed me from thence to Greenwich, to a private school kept by one Mr. Adams, where I so well profited that in three years I was made fit for Cambridge. In the year fifteen eighty six, at Shrovetide, against bachelor's commencement, I was sent to the University of Cambridge, and by the means of one Mr. Howell, a minister in Essex, I was placed in Emmanuel College with a reverend tutor, president of the house, called Mr. Charles Chadwick, where I was allowed twenty pounds per annum during my father's life, besides books, apparel, and other necessaries in the year fifteen eighty nine about the sixth day of september it pleased god to call to his mercy my reverend loving father whose loss proved afterward my utter undoing almost had not god been more merciful unto me for leaving all things to my mother's directions her fatal matching with a most wicked husband one mr thomas nunn a minister brought a general ruin both to herself and whole family some two months after my father's decease or thereabouts my eldest sister rachel was married to one mr newman minister of Canyudon in essex a man of most dissolute life with whom she not long enjoyed for god of his great mercy took her and delivered her from a most miserable and slavish life wherein she lived with him by whom he had two children but both died by reason of my mother's cross-matching my means of maintenance being wholly taken from me and having no hopes of exhibition from any friend i was forced after four years of continuance in cambridge my graces for bachelor of art being passed both in house and town to abandon the university presently after christmas in anno 1590 at Candlemas after, I, by the instant persuasion of my mother, was contented to put myself to be an apprentice to become a shipwright, my father's profession, and was bound a covenant servant to one Mr. Richard Chapman, of deptford in Kent, one of Her Majesty's master shipwrights, and one whom my father had bred of a child to that profession. My allowance from him to find myself tools and apparel being bare but Forty six shillings and eight pence per annum. This man I served almost two years altogether at Chatham, in the Queen's Majesty's works, and then he died, where I spent all that time, God he knoweth to very little purpose. After my foresaid master his death, I laboured to have served Mr Matthew Baker, one of her Majesty's master shipwrights also. But by the working of one Mr Peter Buck, then clerk of the check at chatham and some other back friends i was crossed in my service and so put to my shifts and left to the wild world without either comfort or friend but only god at this time my eldest brother by my father's side mr joseph pett succeeded in my father's place one of her majesty's master shipwrights which preferment no doubt god brought him to the better enable him to have given his help to us but we found it clean contrary for he was not only careless of us all and left us to our fortunes but became also so unkind a brother to two of us my own brother noah and myself that he was forced to leave his native country and seek comfort in ireland with an uncle of ours own brother to my mother called george thornton an ancient and well experienced sea captain where he shortly after was drowned in the river of cork and myself was constrained to ship myself to sea upon a desperate voyage in a man of war not greatly caring what became of me i was shipped on this voyage a little before christmas in anno fifteen ninety two in a ship called the galleon constance of london a burden of two hundred tons or thereabouts belonging to a gentleman of suffolk one captain edward Glennon, for the carpenter's mate the master carpenter being one edward goodale born in deptford to my setting out to sea i found not any of my kindred so kind as to help me either with money or clothes or any other comfort only another brother i had by my father's side peter Pett, dwelling then at wapping that vouchsafed me lodging and meat and drink till the ship was ready to set sail one william king a yeoman in essex and a stranger to me lent me three pounds in ready money to help to furnish my necessaries, which afterward I repaid him again. In this voyage I endured much misery for want of victuals and apparel, and after twenty months spent in the Levant seas, coasts of Barbary and Spain, with many hazards both of loss of life and time, without taking any purchase of any value, we, extreme poorly, returned for Ireland into the river of Cork, and there taking leave both of ship and voyage i travelled to to dublin to visit my uncle captain thornton and my brother noah being then master with him in the popinjay of the queen's majesties and presently after bent my course for england taking passage at the town of waterford with some difficulty i got to london some three days before christmas in anno fifteen ninety four having neither money nor apparel and took up my lodging at my brother peter's house in wapping before spoken of who although i was returned very poor yet vouchsafed me kind entertainment the next day i presented myself to my brother joseph who very coyly receiving me out of his bounty lent me forty shillings to apparel myself which i bestowed as frugally as i could in birchin lane in london contenting myself as well as i could with mean attire till such time as it should please god to provide better for me at that time it so fell out that there were certain of her majesty's ships appointed to be made ready for the voyage of sir francis drake and sir john hawkins amongst which the defiance was to be brought into woolwich dock to be sheathed which work being commended to my brother joseph's charge he was contented to admit me amongst many others to be one where i was contented to make any pains to get something to apparel myself which by god's blessing i performed before easter next after and that in very good fashion always endeavouring to keep company with men of good rank far better than myself in the latter end of this year fifteen ninety four about the beginning of lent i lost my dear brother noah who was drowned in cork river with eight more of his company and life buried in cork church in ireland about bartholomew tide in anno 1595 the triumph of her majesty's was had into woolwich dock to be new-builded by mr matthew baker under whom i was entertained there as an ordinary workman and had allowed me a boy which was john wood being the first servant that i ever kept but presently after mr baker was appointed to leave that business and had order to go in hand with the building of a great new ship at deptford called afterward the repulse and was admiral of my lords of essex squadron in the cadiz journey the triumph was then appointed to my brother joseph's charge with whom i a while continued but finding him altogether unwilling to prefer me in his work as next under him with some passage of discontent betwixt us i left him and had ready entertainment by mr baker in his new business at deptford yet no otherwise than an ordinary workman with whom i continued from the beginning of the aforesaid ship till she was wholly finished launched and set sail on her voyage from woolwich which was about the latter end of april fifteen ninety six All that winter in the evenings commonly i spent my time to good purpose as in ciphering drawing and practising to attain the knowledge of my profession and i then found mr baker some time forward to give me instructions from whose help i must acknowledge i received my greatest lights at this time also the lord admiral lay most of the winter at his house at deptford by reason whereof i got some acquaintance amongst his men and was much importuned to have attended his lordship in that journey which no doubt might have proved very much both profitable and beneficial unto me besides it would have brought me in acquaintance and favour with my lord admiral but some other reasons restrained me from all these likelihoods and kept me at home to my no small hindrance as it fell out after i was discharged from the repulse my brother joseph entertained me at woolwich upon the triumph upon which ship i wrought till her launching and the discharge of the men from her and afterwards was employed at my brother's at limehouse upon a small model for the lord treasurer his house called theobald's and the next winter i spent in essex at pagelsham in rochford hundred an overseer for my brother peter in certain woods he had bought there about this time was i very desirous by the instigation of some special friends of mine to have been a follower of the lords of essex and was three several times brought purposely to have been presented unto his lordship but was every time delayed by reason of his great state affairs the lord of heaven having other ways in his secret wisdom determined to dispose of me in the latter end of march succeeding or beginning of april fifteen ninety seven by the means of one mr gilbert wood one of the lord admiral's chamber an especial good friend of mine i was presented to the lord high admiral of england at his manor at chelsea where his lordship was pleased not only to accept me as his servant but also openly showed such extraordinary respect of me as i had much cause to give god thanks who no doubt had stirred his honourable heart to regard me but a simple and mean fellow even far beyond my expectation or desert and this was the very first beginning of my rising in the beginning of this year fifteen ninety seven my dear and loving mother deceased at weston in suffolk not far from berry and life buried in the parish church there a little after midsummer in the same year i was employed by my brother joseph pett in his yard at limehouse upon the repairing of a great flemish ship of whom his master mr john king of limehouse where i first came acquainted with him and in his company and mr nicholas simonson of limehouse i was first brought acquainted at highwood hill where i first fell in love with my now wife which was about st james's tide about bartholomew tide next following the elizabeth jonas was brought into her majesty's dock at woolwich and there was the first preferment my brother Joseph helped me with, making me principal overseer of that business under him. During all the time of this work, we both lodged and dieted at old Mr. Lidyard's in the yard. During the continuance of this work, I did not neglect my wooing, having taken such a liking of the maiden that I determined resolutely, by God's help, either to match with her or never to marry any the which i with much difficulty praise be god at length achieved all my own kindred being much against my matching with her by reason of some controversies grown between mr nicholas simonson and them toward the end of february in this present year i took the lease of a new house of mr william borough then controller of her majesty's navy at limehouse by the Throughhead, which to some charge i fitted for my dwelling although i remained not in it little more than two years paying eleven pounds yearly rent and twenty pounds income i was married to my now wife anne the daughter of richard nicholls of highwood hill in the parish of hendon in middlesex a man of good report and honest stock the fifteenth day of may fifteen ninety eight at stepney church upon a monday in the forenoon I kept my wedding at my own charge, in my new dwelling-house at Limehouse, accompanied with my brothers and sisters, my wife's parents, and diverse of her friends and kindred. About midsummer after was the Elizabeth Jonas launched out of Woolwich Dock, and sudden preparation made to have received Her Majesty aboard the ship, riding afloat. But upon some unknown reasons Her Majesty came not at all, for even at that instant had one Mr. Wiggs procured commission about examination of certain abuses in the navy which was pursued with a great deal of malice against divers particular men but with little profit to her majesty's service from midsummer all the ensuing year till christmas i lay still and idle without any manner employment or comings in but what my servants got with working now and then abroad which was very little and hardly able to buy me food about christmas my honourable lord and master the lord high admiral commended me to an employment in suffolk and norfolk for the finishing of a purveyance of timber and plank formerly undertaken by one child of soul who dealt in norfolk and dying left the business in much disorder and one robert Ungle, who dealt in suffolk and for divers abuses by him there committed fled the country and left all the service in great disorder and spoil for the rectifying of which abuses saving of her majesty's provisions and discharging of the countries it pleased my lord to make choice of me to undertake the same and to take order to send in all the said provisions of timber and plank which accordingly i did using all care and diligence in the performance of the same both to the content of her majesty's service my Lord Admiral, and the officers of the Navy, and the satisfaction of all countries where I had to do. Notwithstanding, through the malicious envy of old Matthew Baker, Bright, Addy, and others, all my doings and accounts were thoroughly sifted, but thanks be to God nothing could be proved against me, so that I had all my bills passed quietly, but by reason of Mr. Falk Greville, being then Treasurer of the Navy, did not greatly affect me by cause of some particular spleens between him and mr john trevor then newly made surveyor who was my especial and worshipful friend he laid a rub in my way cutting me off wrongfully of twenty pounds in my account after all my bills were passed and signed by the hands of the principal officers according to the custom of the navy all this year of fifteen ninety nine i spent wholly in this service in which time these occurrences happened after the decease of my dear and loving mother there were left under the keeping of my father-in-law thomas nunn then minister of weston in suffolk three sisters vide abigail pett elizabeth and mary the youngest and one brother named peter pett who was put out to a gentleman's house in suffolk to teach his children the daughters remaining all at home with him, he being then lately again married. He used himself to them as a stern and cruel father-in-law, not contented that he had brought a general ruin upon my mother's whole family by cozening us of all that was left us, but proceeded further, even to blood, for upon a slight occasion about making clean his cloak, being wet and dirty with riding a journey the day before, he furiously fell upon my eldest sister abigail beating her so cruelly with a pair of tongs and a great firebrand that she died within three days upon that beating and was privately by his means buried but that god would not let murder pass unrevenged stirred up the hearts of his own parishioners and neighbours who complaining to the justice caused the body to be taken up and so by the coroner's inquest that passed upon her and miraculous tokens of the dead corpse as fresh bleeding sensible opening of one of her eyes and other things he was found guilty of her death and so committed and bound over to answer the matter at next general assizes to be held at bury which was in the lent after being in this year fifteen ninety nine and in the time of my employment in suffolk and norfolk upon his committing my two other poor sisters were put by the justices to the keeping of the town of Weston, till the assizes were passed, at whose hands I received them at Berry in a miserable fashion, not having clothes nor any necessaries fit for them. The charge of their board I was glad to defray to the constable, and all the charge of the assizes, where both they and my young brother were bound to give in evidence against our father-in-law, to whom we showed more mercy than he did to us whom our spoil would not content but he thirsted also our blood in his arraignment sir john popham then lord chief justice of england and chief judge of that circuit showed such true justice notwithstanding great means was made for him not only by his friends but by the clergy of that country that all his cruelty and wicked proceedings was laid open and he convict of manslaughter by the jury was committed to prison to sue for the benefit of the queen's pardon from whence being shortly freed he by god's just revenging hand lived but a short time after from the assizes at berry i sent my brother and my two sisters home to my wife at limehouse being no small charge to me being but newly married and having little means but my hands to bring in anything yet i refuse not to do the duty of a brother to them to the utmost of my power the eldest of my sisters called elizabeth by means of friends i placed in london with a gentlewoman of good fashion where she continued not long but came home sick and died at my house as we doubted of the plague my youngest sister sickened also shortly after, but it proved the smallpox in all these extremities. I had little help from my brothers who were bound in conscience to have had some care of them. The small portions they had being in the hands of my eldest brother Joseph, yet no relief came from him towards their maintenance or bringing up, but being but half-brothers and sisters, they thought them less bound to do them good, and therefore left all the burden upon me worst able of all to bear it my youngest sister mary recovering her sickness continued with me in my house contenting herself with such breeding as i could give her from whence she never removed till she was married from me my young brother peter about the end of november i placed with a worshipful gentleman dr hone in the arches as one of his clerks where he might have lived well if he would have stayed with him in december this year fifteen ninety nine i began a small model which being perfected and very exquisitely set out and rigged i presented it to my good friend mr john trevor who very kindly accepted the same of me in the beginning of this year i having no employment determined with myself to have bought some part of a castle carvel and to have gone in her myself whereby i hoped by god's blessing to have gotten an honest and convenient maintenance and to that end i began to follow one john goodwin of london professor of the mathematics with whom i spent three days in a week in practice and so was purposed to have continued the whole year till the spring following but god who in his secret counsel had otherwise decreed of me altered all my determinations for upon the twenty-fifth day of june i was sent for to the court lying then at greenwich by my honourable lord and master the lord high admiral who after some speeches expressing both his love and honourable care of me his lordship concluded to send me down to chatham where i was to succeed in the place of one john holding a shipwright that was keeper of the plankyard timber and other provisions upon some displeasure turned out of all the means whereof being but small as eighteen pence per diem and six pounds per annum fee for myself and allowance for one servant at sixteen pence per diem i was very unwilling to undertake so mean a place by the which i was neither sure of competent maintenance nor of any reputation but that i was encouraged by the persuasions of my ever honourable lord who comforted me with promises of better preferment to the utmost of his power whereupon i being contented to accept his lordship's offer i was the twenty-seventh of the same month of june placed at chatham by sir henry palmer then controller mr john trevor surveyor and mr peter buck clerk of the ships at this time there was grown very high terms of unkindness between my brother joseph and me about my poor sisters and brother because he did not only deny to be any ways contributory to their maintenance but also made the neighbours believe that they were brought up at his charge in my house, because he would not be troubled with them, when, God knoweth, he never dispersed halfpenny to their bringing up, nor cared what became of them. Now upon this occasion of my placing at Chatham, we were reconciled, and ever after lived together as loving brethren. It also happened that Sir Falk Greville, then treasurer, continuing his spleen against me for Mr. Trevor's sake, opposed me all he could which after turned me to much trouble about the time of my coming to chatham mr barker the lord of the manor was removed to a house he had bought at bowley hill by rochester by reason whereof his banner house wherein he formerly dwelt at chatham was void the which house by means of my brother joseph's encouragement i ventured upon and took a lease for twenty-one years paying twenty-five pounds income the which lease was sealed unto me the seventeenth day of October, 1600. The sixteenth day of June in this year my youngest brother Peter, having, against all the consent of his friends and without their knowledge, forsaken his worshipful master Dr. Hone's service and betaken himself to disordered courses, sickened at London at the sign of the dolphin in Water Lane, and the twenty-first day after deceased of the smallpox before I knew he was sick whose charge both of his sickness and funeral I was at, and saw him seemly interred, accompanied with a good company of my friends, in Barking Churchyard in Tower Street, the 23rd of the same month of June, 1600. The 24th of October, having bestowed all my poor stock upon the lease of my house, and the furnishing of the same in some convenient manner, I shipped the same in an hoy of Raynham, and so moved to Chatham, myself going down in the hoy where i missed a great danger for at the west end of the nore about three of the clock in the morning twenty fifth day we were like to be surprised by a picking dunkirk full of men who being at our passing by although it was very dark at an anchor suddenly weighed and gave us chase and had boarded us had not god prevented him by our bearing up the wind being at east and running ourselves on shore within the swatch the next day we got safe as high as Gillingham. my dwelling-house at limehouse i passed away with a great deal of loss both of income rent and wainscoting to the value of fifty pounds putting it over at ten pounds per annum when i was bound by lease to pay eleven pounds yet i was glad to be rid of it upon any condition presently after christide my wife being great with child fell sick at chatham and grew so weak that I was forced about the tenth of march following to remove her not without great hazard to london and from there to her father's house at highwood hill in middlesex where the twenty third day of march after thanks be given to god she was delivered of her first-born son john pett from whence she returned to chatham in safety some two months after much about this time i was made an assistant to the master shipwrights at chatham in the room of Thomas Bodman. In this year, the first business I undertook was the repairing of the lion's Whelp hauled up at the storehouse end at Chatham. In the year 1602, I also new-built the moon, hauled up in the same place, enlarging her both in length and breadth, and this year also I, with Mr. Picassie, undertook the victualling of the shipwrights and caulkers at Chatham which we continued only two months, to our great loss, which we could never get recompense by reason Mr. Falk Greville continued my heavy enemy, and was content to receive and countenance informations against me, because he could not win me to such conditions as he laboured me in, both against my good friend Sir John Trevor, who then lay very dangerously sick at Plymouth, and against many others serving with me at Chatham, the principal informer and stirrer in this business against me was one george collins sometimes carpenter of the foresight a very stubborn and malicious fellow who by mr greville's countenance was suffered to sue me at the common law upon an action of trespass for striking him with a little rod upon the shoulder in the queen's yard at chatham upon a cause of mutiny in the time of vitelline and so little relief had i against him notwithstanding my lord admiral's favour that i was forced to compound with him and gave him twenty nobles ready money for satisfaction thus it pleased god to exercise me with continual trouble and hindrances in the beginning of my service in november this present year sixteen o two mister greville having undertaken the preparation of a fleet with her majesty to be ready fitted to sea by a set time was contented upon my promise to him to procure the said fleet to be fitted in six weeks to receive me to his favour which promise i accordingly by god's gracious assistance fully accomplished by which means i had gained his love favour and good opinion had there not happened a sudden alteration by the death of her majesty which presently followed the eighteenth day of march sixteen o three my wife was delivered of her second son henry at my house at chatham the twenty-fourth day of the same month her majesty of sacred memory deceased at richmond the same day his majesty whom god grant long to reign was proclaimed at westminster london and other places and the next day being friday and market day at rochester this year happened the great plague throughout england but especially about london by reason whereof many removed from thence into divers places in the country where they had any friends or means of succour in the middle of july my brother joseph with his wife and children removed from his house at limehouse to ipswich to transport them thither by sea i procured a small pinnace of his majesty's to be prepared ready called the primrose and manning her with my good friends and neighbours as bosun vale david duck mr rock robert Perring, jarvis minns and divers others together with myself we embarked at chatham the fourteenth of july sixteen o three and in tilbury hope took in our passengers and the sixteenth day in the afternoon landed them safely at ipswich where of the friends we received very great entertainment staying there about four days and the twenty-first day we arrived again at chatham thanks be to god in health about four of the clock in the afternoon the sickness beginning to be very hot at chatham upon the persuasions of some of my friends i removed my wife and children from thence to my wife's father's in middlesex shipping them away in the same vessel i had to ipswich and landing at dagenham in essex had horses there met us and so journeyed to highwood hill this voyage was taken from chatham the sixteenth of august we came to highwood hill the nineteenth day where my wife and children remained till the third of october following which day we took our journey to dagenham where the next day we were stayed by a great rain but the fourth day we came over the ferry at greenhive and safely home thanks be given to god at four of the clock that afternoon this summer i began to new build the answer being hauled up and blocked at the end of the storehouse at Chatham. The 10th of November my landlord, Mr. Barker, with some of his family, sojourned with me at Chatham, where they remained till the 28th day of the same month, and then returned to their own house at Bowley Hill. During this time I diverse times solicited my brother to be joined patentee with him, but his remissness caused me to overslip opportunity so long that one mr Stevens of limehouse this year by means of some great friends about my lord admiral got a general reversion of all the master shipwright's places cutting me off from all hopes of any timely preferment to my great discouragement considering what pains i took at chatham to further his majesty's service when i was most dejected with the conceit of this injury as i took it it pleased god of his great mercy to me even then when i least expected any such thing to raise me up a means of some hope of preferment after this manner for about the fifteenth of january being at ratcliffe with my wife to christen her sister simonson's daughter martha there was unknown to me a letter sent post to chatham from my honourable lord admiral commanding me with all possible speed to build a little vessel for the young prince henry to disport himself in above london bridge and to acquaint his grace with shipping and the manner of that element, setting me down the proportions and the manner of her garnishing, which was to be like the work of the Ark Royal, battlement-wise. This little ship was in length by the keel, twenty-five foot and twelve foot in breadth, garnished with painting and carving both within board and without, very curiously, according to his lordship's directions. I laid her keel the nineteenth day of January, wrought upon her as well day as all night by torch and candle-lights under a great awning made with sails for that purpose the sixth day of march after i launched the ship being on a tuesday with a noise of trumpets drums and such-like ceremonies at such time used i set sail with her on the friday after being the ninth day from chatham between the Norhead head and the east end of tilbury we had a very great storm so that it was sunday before we could get to gravesend and on monday morning being the twelfth day we anchored at blackwall mr george wilson then boatswain of the lion was master with me and myself captain and i was manned with almost all boatswains of the navy and other choice men on wednesday being the fourteenth day of march by my lord admiral's commandment we weighed from Limehouse and anchored right against the tower before the king's lodgings his majesty then lying there before his riding through London there the young prince accompanied with the lord admiral and divers of the lords came and took great pleasure in beholding of the ship being furnished at all points with ensigns and pendants the sixteenth day being friday we unrigged and shot the bridge On the seventeenth day we rigged again and received both ordnance and powder from the tower. On Sunday in the afternoon, being the eighteenth day, fitted with a noise of trumpets and drums and fife, we weighed and turned up, with the wind at south-west as high as Lambeth, with multitudes of boats and people attending upon us. As we passed by Whitehall, I saluted the court with a volley of small shot and our great ordnance, and upon the ebb, Turning down again we did the like and then taking in our sails we came to an anchor right against the privy stairs on Monday the nineteenth day his majesty went by barge to the parliament we shot our great and small ordnance of round both at his taking barge and landing all tuesday and wednesday we rode still without doing anything but giving entertainment to gentlemen of the king's and prince's servants that hourly came aboard of us on thursday morning being the twenty-second day i received a commandment from the lord admiral to prepare the ship and all things fitting to receive the young prince aboard of us in the afternoon who accordingly presently after dinner came aboard us in his barge accompanied with the lord high admiral earl of worcester and divers other noblemen we presently weighed and fell down as far as paul's wharf under both our topsails and foresail and there came to an anchor and then his grace according to the manner in such cases used with a great bowl of wine christened the ship and called her by the name of the disdain his grace then withdrawing himself with the lords into the great cabin there my honourable lord and till then master with his own hands presented me to his grace using many favourable words beyond my deserts in my commendations with this addition that i was a servant worthy of acceptance of the greatest prince of the world from his hands it pleased his grace very thankfully to receive me as his servant with many promises of his princely favour to me the next day being friday and the twenty-third of march it pleased my lord admiral to entreat my worthy friend sir john trevor to accompany me to the lord thomas howard then lord chamberlain from whom receiving a ticket, I was sent to St. James's, the prince's house, where by Mr. Alexander and Mr. Abington, then gentlemen ushers, I was sworn his grace's servant, and by them presented to the prince before he went to dinner, with as much favour and respect as I could desire. During this time of my attendance at the court as his grace's captain of his ship, it pleased my honourable lord admiral to give order to Sir Thomas Windebank, one of the clerks of the signet, to draw me a bill for the reversion of Mr. Baker's or my brother Joseph Pett's place, which first should happen to be void, notwithstanding the letter's patent formerly granted to Mr. Stevens, which, accordingly, was with all expedition performed, and the eleventh of April following was presented to His Majesty and signed, and shortly after passed the great seal, for the whole charge whereof I gave Sir Thomas Windybank seventeen pounds about the same time sir robert mansell had his patent passed for the treasury of his majesty's navy the third of may after my return to chatham from my attendance at court i began to set up a small ship at gillingham in david duck's yard at my own charges and the seventeenth day of the same month also was launched the answer whom i had new built who by carelessness ran off before her time without any great hurt thanks be to god therefore about the midst of june following the preparation was begun for the entertainment of his majesty aboard the ships at chatham where i took both extraordinary care and pains which my envious enemies mr baker and mr bright sought by all means to disgrace even at the instant time when his majesty was to come on board the elizabeth but the lord diverted all their malice by the countenance of my old master the lord admiral who approving my honest endeavours and finding the success answerable in all respects to his lordship's expectation dismissed them with sharp rebukes and encouraged me with no small commendation this happened the fourth of july sixteen o four the twelfth of november after i launched the new ship at gillingham which was begun in May preceding, and called her name the Resistance. And in the beginning of December following I carried her up to Limehouse, and there hauled her on shore at the south side of my brother Joseph's wharf, where she lay till I had sold away part of her. The twenty-first of January following I sold one-third part of her to Sir Robert Mansell, and another third to Sir John Trevor, and the other third I reserved to myself i rigged her and prepared her with all her furniture to attend the lord high admiral of england in his journey into spain when he went ambassador and made ready the bear and the rest of his majesty's ships at chatham that went that voyage myself being commanded by his lord to wait upon him in his own ship the bear which accordingly i performed the twenty fourth of march i took my leave of the most noble prince my master at greenwich being Sunday in the afternoon, and the twenty-eighth day of the same month following, I took leave of my wife and children at Chatham, and attended the Lord Ambassador on board the Bear in his own barge, the whole fleet then riding at Queenborough, from whence we set sail the last day, being Sunday and Easter Day. The fourth day of April we came to an anchor in Dover Road, and the tenth day after we lost the sight of the lizard, the next day being the eleventh, the lord ambassador sent me aboard my own ship the resistance with one captain morgan with certain directions to the groin but by the overbearing of captain morgan his lordship altering his determination came into the groin two days before us where we also arrived the sixteenth day being tuesday the twentieth of april being saturday i set sail with the resistance out of the groin with instructions to go for lisbon where I arrived the 24th after, and there stayed to dispatch my affairs till the ninth of May following, from whence I set sail for San Lucar, and arrived there the 11th day in the afternoon, being Saturday. From whence I went by passage-boat, leaving my ship at Bonanza to Seville, and whence, after three days' stay there, I returned to my ship the 17th day of the same month. From San Lucar I set sail the 2nd day of June, and plying it up for cape st mary's with contrary wind i put room the fifth day for cale's road from whence putting to sea again the eighth day i arrived back at the groin the nineteenth day according as my instructions directed me where going ashore to the governor and understanding the fleet to be all gone to st andaras and that the lord ambassador was already as he said embarked for england I put to sea again presently directing my course for england the twenty-third day i made the start and the twenty-sixth day of june being wednesday i landed at rye in the forenoon from whence i came post to my house at chatham with much rain thunder and lightning all the way where i lighted about ten of the clock at night in the midst of july after my return home I let out my ship, the Resistance, to merchants for a voyage into the Straits by the month, one Mr. Burgess going master, and my friend William Gibbons, his mate and purser. I docked her, sheathed her, and fitted her, and she went from Gravesend the 23rd day of August following. In the midst of October following, I made a journey into Hampshire to make a survey of a part of the forest of East Beer being then in the occupation of the right honourable the earl of worcester of whom after my return sir robert mansell and sir john trevor bought three thousand trees at my return to london from that journey i found my eldest brother joseph pett then dwelling at limehouse very dangerously sick of the which he never recovered but departed this life the fifteenth day of november about nine of the clock in the forenoon being friday he was buried in the chancel in stepney church the eighteenth day of november in the forenoon accompanied with my good friends sir robert mansell sir henry palmer sir john trevor then principal officers of his majesty's navy and many other good friends and neighbours who after the funeral returned to my brother's house where they were all welcomed with a very great dinner and feast presently after my brother's decease it pleased my very good lord the lord high admiral to grant his warrant for my entrance into my brother's place to the effect of my letter's patent notwithstanding the claim made unto it by one edward Stevens of limehouse who had formerly procured a general reversion of all the master shipwright's places but by reason the fee was mistaken wherein his majesty was abused and charged with an innovation he could not prevail in his claim albeit he often petitioned the lords of the council and made great friends against me. Yet it pleased God, by the noble favour of the prince my master, and the Lord Admiral's countenance, I enjoyed my place with a general approbation, both of the state and officers, and so finished this year of 1605. I had forgotten to insert in his proper place the birth of two sons, which, it pleased God, were born unto me. The eldest whereof, named John, was born at Highwood Hill, in my wife's father's house in the parish of hendon in middlesex the twenty-third day of march sixteen hundred the second son named henry was born in my house at chatham in kent the eighteenth of march in anno domini sixteen o two the twelfth of january following i began a journey into hampshire into the forest of east beer where i spent the rest of that month in making choice of the trees were bought of the earl of worcester which business performed and my good friend david duck undertaking the whole charge of the same in the behalf of sir robert mansell and sir john trevor i returned home to my house at chatham in the beginning of february the twenty-first of june succeeding it pleased god my wife was safely delivered of our third son richard pett at my house in chatham the eighth day of july i took another journey into hampshire into beer forest as well to survey how the business was ordered as to carry down money to david duck from whence i returned home the fourteenth day of the same month the seventeenth day of july his majesty the noble king of denmark arrived in england against whose coming being but only supposed some two months before i received private directions from the lord admiral and some of the principal officers to have all the ships put into a comely readiness which accordingly was performed in a decent and warlike manner as if they had been prepared to see but upon the news of his certain arrival they were all rigged and furnished with their ordnance and a great preparation was made aboard the elizabeth jonas and the bear for entertaining the kings queen prince and all the other state and troops wherein i confess i strove extraordinarily to express my service for the honour of the kingdom but by reason the time limited was short and the business great we laboured night and day to effect it which accordingly was performed to the great honour of our sovereign king and master and no less admiration of all strangers that were eye-witnesses of the same the solemnity of this entertainment was performed the tenth day of august being sunday at this time sir oliver cromwell and other gentlemen my good friends were lodged at my house presently after the king of denmark was returned into his own country order was taken by the lords of his majesty's council together with the lord admiral for the dry docking of four of his majesty's ships the ark royal the victory and the golden lion and the swiftshaw the two latter being appointed to be docked at deptford commended to the charge of old matthew baker the other two being ships royal appointed to woolwich and committed to my charge by reason the victory was given by the king to the prince whose servant i being it was held fit to be most proper to me which bred me no small trouble and question afterward about the beginning of september following i received warrant and directions from the principal officers of the navy for preparing the dock at woolwich to receive the ships formally appointed for that place which accordingly being effected the eighth of october ensuing i docked the victory and the next day after being thursday i docked the ark hastened the shutting in of the dock gates shored them and discharged my company the third day of november following but the twenty-first day of the same month i had ordered to press in new men to rip and lay open the state of the ships which in a short time being performed i discharged my company the eleventh of december after towards the fine of january ensuing i received warrant for the surveying of the forest of alice holt in hampshire and the forest of shotover near oxford i began my journey thither from london the twenty-seventh day of the same month and returned back to london the second day of february with a good account of my service within short time after warrants being granted for the number of trees to be taken in both these places i substituted my brother peter my purveyor in alice holt and one richard merritt purveyor for shotover about the fifteenth day of april sixteen o seven i received warrant for going in hand with the ships at woolwich whereupon i removed thither with my household presently after and began first to work upon the ark with the small company till provisions could be brought in to put on more workmen which was not till the beginning of august following at which time i began to victual all the workmen on a monday being the third day of the same month the twenty-fifth day of the same month i was elected and sworn master of the company of shipwrights and kept a solemn feast with a great number of our friends well stored with venison at the king's head in new fish street after my settling at woolwich i began a curious model for the prince my master most part whereof i wrought with my own hands which being most fairly garnished with carving and painting and placed in a frame arched, covered, and curtained, with crimson taffety, was the tenth day of November, by me presented to the Lord High Admiral at his lodgings at Whitehall. His Lordship, well approving of it, after I had supped with his honour that night, gave me commandment to carry the same to Richmond, where the prince my master then lay, which accordingly was performed the next day after, being Tuesday and the eleventh day on wednesday morning being the twelfth day having acquainted sir david murray with my business and he delivering the same to his highness order was given to have the model brought and placed in a private room in the long gallery where his highness determined to see it in the afternoon but my ever honoured old lord and master unknown to me studying by all means to do me good had acquainted his majesty with this thing and the same day unlooked for by any Procured his majesty to make a purposed journey from Whitehall to Richmond to see the same model, whither he came in the afternoon about three o'clock, accompanied only with the prince, the lord admiral, and one or two attendants. His majesty was exceedingly delighted with the sight of the model, and spent some time in questioning me divers material things concerning the same, and demanding whether I would build the great ship in all points like to the same, for I will said his majesty compare them together when she shall be finished then the lord admiral commanded me to report to his majesty the story of the three ravens i had seen at lisbon in st vincent's church which i did as well as i could with my best expression though somewhat daunted at the first at his majesty's presence having never before this time spoken before any king it pleased his majesty to accept all things in good part and to use me very graciously, and so returned back to Whitehall again the same night. The succeeding year brought with it many great troubles, for the Lord of Northampton having, by the instigation of some that were no great well-willers of the Honourable Admiral, and some of the principal officers of His Majesty's Navy, in especial favour with His Lordship, had procured a great and large commission from His Majesty for the inquiring of all abuses and misdemeanours committed by all officers in their several places under colour of reformation and saving great sums to his majesty which he expended yearly in the maintenance of his ships which inquisition was presented with such extremity of malice as not only many were brought into great question and tossed to and fro before the commissioners at westminster to their no small charge and vexation but the government itself of that royal office was so shaken and disjointed as brought almost imminent ruin upon the whole navy and a far greater charge to his majesty in his yearly expense than was ever known before in this great inquisition it pleased god for punishment of my sins to suffer me to be grievously prosecuted and publicly arraigned as shall be in his proper place at more large described the party's informers were many, whereof some were principal members of the navy, and had been raised from nothing by the noble favours of the good Lord Admiral, against whom they were contented to take party. By name, Sir Peter Buck, clerk of the ships, Thomas Buck, his brother, underclerk to him, Mr. Matthew Baker, William Bright, principal master shipwrights to his majesty, Hugh Merritt, one of the six masters, Hugh Lydiard, clerk of the check at woolwich thomas norris and one clifton a baker sometime pursers of ships in the navy with divers others pursers bo'suns gunners and carpenters these were assisted with many others as one edward Stevens, a shipwright and yard keeper of limehouse and was in reversion for a master shipwright's place to his majesty thomas graves of limehouse shipwright and yard keeper Nicholas Clay of Redriff, shipwright and yard keeper, George Weymouth, sometime a master and mariner, one Trankmore, a shipwright, with diverse others that were either drawn into this business upon private ends of their own, or wrought in with great hopes of future preferment End of section five